Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Hey guys, it's Travis Cronin, Entertainment Director at Us Weekly, and you are listening to Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. Today I am joined by my lovely co-host, the future ghostwriter of celeb memoirs, Sarah Heron. Hi, Travis. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Sarah. I'm excited to talk about what we're thankful for. And I'm just really thankful for all the celebrity mess we got this week. We really have hickeys, divorces, feuds, general messiness, my favorite, and much, much more. But today on this very thankful episode of Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood podcast, we are going to go around and say what celebrity or story you are thankful for, Sarah. What are you thankful for this year? I mean, listen, I'm always thankful for Bachelor Nation and I'm always thankful for when they get messy. And this week, I mean, they have put me to work, Travis. And of course, you can get your entire breakdown on Us Weekly's Here for the Right Reasons podcast. I had quite the time breaking down Hannah Brown's new book, God Bless This Mess. There is so much tea in that book, you guys. I'm so grateful for that. Um, Katie Thurston, fresh off her breakup from Blake one month after calling it quits is now dating someone she sent home during week two of her season. You guys, what the hell? And of course, Zach and Tasha have called it quits after a year together. Um, Bachelor Nation did not freaking sleep this week. Um, and as much as I've been stressed about it, you know, trying to, you know, find time to plan for Thanksgiving since I'm such a cook. Um, I would just like to say thank you to them for really turning up the heat when I needed it most because I love me some Michelle, but the season's been lackluster. But outside of the show, it has been a gift. Thank you, Bachelor Nation, as always. Well, this week, I am really thankful for Hillary Duff. Hey, now, because always. what always thankful for Hillary Duff, but especially this week, because what my dreams are made of are all of the live performance of Hillary Duff with love and all of the TikTok dances of her very lackluster, but still seemingly legendary choreography. And Hillary Duff just went on and did the choreography from with love, giving zero Fs. And just that she's able to laugh at her Herself and still knows the choreography for With Love just filled me with so much thanks this week. And just, you know, thank you, Hillary Duff, for being you. You are a light in this world for me. Hope you get mm -hmm. lots of turkey this year. Well, let us bust into some news. There is a lot of news to be thankful for, Sarah, here. And 
we are going to talk about the hickey scene around the world. Yes, we are all having a lot of fun with the knowledge that Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian West are officially dating, but no one seems more happy than Pete and Kim themselves. For example, there are some recent photos of them leaving a restaurant in Santa Monica. They're holding hands. Ding, ding, sound the alarms. It's official. Um, and... <laughs> There's pictures from inside the restaurant in Santa Monica, and Pete had something resembling a hickey on his neck. So we're going to have to talk about this love bite from Kim Kardashian West herself. The Skims founder is laying down hickeys. Now, I zoomed in on this picture several, several times. It absolutely looks like a hook hickey, but, you know, the photo's sort of low res. Now, Sarah, I know that you have poured over this photo as much as I have. Is it a hickey? What's going on here? Yeah. So, of course, when I got this TMZ push notification and I was like, okay, is this for real? Like, what are we doing here? And then the picture was so blurry. I was like, I don't believe this is a hickey. Then the Daily Mail got their high res situation out. And I do also believe it is indeed a hickey. Um, and it's upsetting to me because it seems like these two are really going to go the way of Kravis, not that they're going to get married, but that they're going to be quite insane with their public displays of affection. And and I personally like don't remember the last time I had a hickey, but I do remember um, in like middle school when we would take like dimes or pennies and like rub it and try to like mm -hmm. hide it or like wear scarves. And like this is a 41 year old mother and I don't need her 28 year old boy toy to be walking around with a hickey. I don't. Kim, you are better than this. It is so frustrating to me. See, I disagree. I definitely needed this to happen because the crevice of it all is my favorite part. That Kim Kardashian was like, oh, you think you're the email high school couple making out against the lockers? It's actually me and Pete. Uh, it's definitely a hickey. We love to see it. And this romance is just getting more and more youthful, let's say, in all of the wrong ways, and I am here for it. Now, let us do some Thanksgiving predictions, Sarah. Ooh. Let us lay it all out on the line. What, now that they are officially dating, how long do you think Pete and Kim will be together? On, do you think they're going to be together on Thanksgiving? <laughs> Yes, yes, I do. I actually uh, plugged this into a, you know, very official calculation of Pete Davidson's other whirlwind romances with other A-list starlets. And I'm guessing about three months from the hand-holding picture. So February, March, I think they're still going to be together. Plenty of time for Kim and Pete to have a lot of fun with each other. Yeah, I mean, we made bets a couple episodes ago, so we have the facts here. I believe I said February, so don't start trying to steal my thunder here, Travis. Um, <laughs> but I wonder if he's going to be at the Kardashian Thanksgiving. I think probably not. I don't think he's met the kids. Kids, I think Kim is going to try to keep that like this is her mm -hmm. living life, having fun, letting loose after being in a very intense relationship with Kanye for such a long time um, and everything that that entailed. I think that she is going to keep him away from the kids for a while. And I think that that would be wise. Um, so I don't think we're going to see him, but I kind of think he could sneak into thanks to Christmas Eve because that's such a big party um, and it doesn't have to be like mom's boyfriend. But I also wonder, like, is Kanye going to be, you know, interacting with him at all? Because the Kardashians are pretty known for having exes at family get togethers, holidays, especially. So interested to see if Scott is at Thanksgiving, interested to see, I don't know if the Celtics or what Travis's team, I mean, um, Tristan's team is this team. Um, yeah, if they have a game, I don't know. So where's Chloe going to be? I think there's a lot. We could get some answers on Thanksgiving about the status of some of these relationships. 
Yes, we could. I agree that I don't think she's going to introduce him to the kids, even though I feel like Pete Davidson would be amazing with children. He is so funny. And just the way he talks just feels very children humor to me. So I think he's going to be there like the day after Thanksgiving. But we will be watching and reporting back. Now, speaking of reporting, the New York Times on Hulu has given us a lot of amazing content this year from uh, the Britney Spears documentary, Framing Britney Spears. Um, we have gotten the Jen Shaw um, coming up. We have the Housewife and the Hustler. And now we have the Janet Jackson documentary that the New York Times released. I thought this was so wild. If you haven't watched it, it's really, really good. It's a lot of racism and misogyny and media and pop culture. And it was fantastic. And if you are Sarah's age or just don't know, in 2004, uh, Janet and Justin were performing at the Super Bowl. And as a surprise to the audience at the last line of Justin's song, he says, but I'll have you naked by the end of this song. And he pulled Janet's blouse and exposed her breast to over 140 million viewers. She had a nipple shield on it and her breast was exposed for exactly nine sixteenths of a second. But she is still facing repercussions for that and it was just sort of wild the documentary goes into that she was talking with her stylist and justin the day before behind everyone's back and maybe they meant to do this but janet maintains that the bra was not supposed to come down it was just supposed to be a red bustier instead of an exposed nipple and then justin came out of this on top he was invited to the grammys that year he was invited back to perform at the super bowl and janet was ostracized and it was just sort of a really interesting parallel of just Justin, who has done so many terrible things to pop icons, and Janet, who was just sort of steamrolled and rickrolled and terrible. Sarah, did you watch this? Do you care? Do you remember Janet's boob? Um, I haven't watched it yet. It's definitely on my list. Again, Bachelor Nation has kept me busy this week, but I'm very much looking forward to it. I love an opportunity to take down Justin Timberlake. Um, Same. I think it's interesting he hasn't spoken about it yet, just because he did address the Britney stuff, even though he addressed Janet during the initial round of backlash. But it really just goes to show, I mean, I don't love Justin Timberlake, but it is a lot of just the way everyone was treating men versus women in general. Um, mm -hmm. I think justice for Janet should be served. I think that the way that, you know, the aftermath of it and her kind of being blacklisted and the Les Moonves of it all is just like mm. dark. Um, but I'm very interested to see. I love every like viewing everything in a 2021 lens the same way we're doing with Taylor Swift and her re-recordings and we're doing with uh, Britney. I think it's really important for growth. Um, but I do actually remember that Super Bowl. I was at home and um, my Uncle Joe, my dad's best friend, was downstairs and he was watching. He was the only one watching the halftime performance and like screamed. It was like, oh my God. And we had TiVo. So he went back and we were able to see it. But my whole family was upstairs because my older brother Billy brought the lingerie bowl on direct TV. So they were watching the lingerie bowl. I think I was like eating like pigs in a blanket and my Uncle Joe was screaming downstairs. So we all missed it. And I remember that. But of course, I've seen the clip and the whatever a million times. But um, wild. I don't know if we'll ever really know like what went down behind the scenes there. Well, let us take a turn. The holidays, Sarah, which means holiday cards and holiday shade. Nothing was more of this trope than Tori Spelling and Dean McDermott. Sarah, why don't you tell the peoples why this holiday card caused such ripples in our lives? Um, of course I will. So Tori and Dean, we've been talking about them for a while since like June. There's been a lot of speculation about their status. Sources multiple have confirmed to us that they are simply living separate lives. They are rocky. They are not on good terms. The communication is down. They're staying together for the kids. 
Um, and Tori, because she is a businesswoman, has quite a lot of brand deals this year for the holidays already <laughs> ahead of Thanksgiving. We've gotten a holiday card that did not include Dean. It had her, the kids, and all the animals. And it said, with love from Tori and family. Um, then we had the spawn of the stockings, which had Tori solo with all of the kids and her stocking hanging up. Again, no sign of Dean. Tori... Um, in the comment section, of course, everyone is like, where is Dean? What's going on? Quick side note, this time last year when she did her spawn with this same company, she held a picture of Dean in the in the picture. So mm -hmm. it was like Dean's included. So she made an effort this time last year to get him in the ad. This year he's not in the ad. He's also fighting on hockey ranks. There's wild pictures of that on page six. Um, but people are like, yep. where's Dean? Where's Dean? And somebody commented like, oh, he's filming a movie in Canada because that's kind of like been this narrative of them sleeping in separate beds and he was gone. And Tori responded very meticulously like, fact, he was filming in Canada when this was taken. So it's like people are like offering, it's like offering an explanation, but that's not Tori shutting anything down. That is, that's her probably being like, well, that is true. He was in Canada. But <laughs> like they would have made an effort if they, if they were still a couple, she would not be releasing a holiday card without his name, even if it's Spawn. I'm sorry. Like it is what it is. And like, we know Tori's finances are tight. She's using this as the real holiday card, people. Yeah. And whoever is doing her spawn around the holidays really lucked out this year. A lot of exposure and the Christmas card and the hanging of the stockings. The picture is everywhere. So they really got their money's worth with Tori. Everybody goes sponsor Tori apparently around the holidays. True. It's just smart money move. Let's move on to a rough story. Um, Portia Williams from Real Housewives of Atlanta fame um, uh, talked about her dealings with R. Kelly. Portia Williams was reportedly left traumatized from her chaotic and detrimental sexual relationship with R. Kelly, she reveals in her new memoir, The Pursuit of Portia. Really like that name. Great name. She claims great name of the book, right? She claimed in the book that R. Kelly, um, who was found guilty of sex trafficking in September, left her trapped in a bedroom in his house before propositioning her and leaving her feeling pressure to submit to him. Portia said, I've already put myself in this position. She says, you know what you're supposed to do, what you have to do. She said, I had my own business. I had my own home. I was, it was a mentality that has been conditioned over the years of men that they are better than me. I only have value if I say that I have value. I think me being in that weakened mindset made me ready and available for him to be a predator and seek me out. She recalled her visits to R. Kelly's home, where she said that there were 20 or 30 other girls who were present for his, quote, party, adding that some had been there for weeks. At the gathering, she claimed she heard screaming and sounds of women being beaten, in which she is determined and that she was determined to leave. Uh, R. Kelly called Portia several times, but she told but she told him, I am done with you. She says, when I got home from that encounter, I knew I had hit a wall and I was completely traumatized and very confused about why this is happening to me again as a grown woman. She later went on Dish Nation and said, what is so freaking crazy is that he literally tried to talk to me again. And I thought to myself, oh my God, I went through the most traumatizing experiences in my life at your home with you. Don't you remember me? That happened many times. Times you don't remember that I'm the same person. And in case you forgot, R. Kelly faces 10 years to life in prison, and his sentencing is scheduled for May 4th, 2022. Now, Sarah, the Real Housewives, were you shocked by this pursuit of Portia? 
I was. I mean, I love Portia. I think every anyone who watches Housewives of Atlanta has seen quite an interesting growth from her. She started as quite mm-hmm. a messy housewife in a very different situation with her personal life. And we've seen her become a mom. We've seen her, you know, go from not knowing the Underground Railroad wasn't actually a railroad to becoming yeah. a Black Lives Matter activist getting arrested for being on the front lines. So Portia has had such growth. So it doesn't surprise me that she's got a book that has more layers and stuff we didn't know. Um, but the R. Kelly connection is interesting. I mean, it doesn't shock me because he he is a horrible human and predator um, and she's yeah. a gorgeous girl. So she fits the criteria. He's in Atlanta. Um, but I, and I feel horrible for her and anyone who R. Kelly took advantage of. Um, I'm glad she's writing this book. I think it's interesting that that had never come out before because a lot of times on Housewives, um, if, especially if you're on for as many seasons as Porsche has been, like this stuff kind of, you know, comes out eventually through different layers, especially it has a celebrity connection. Um, I got to read this book. I haven't had a chance to read it yet. I've been reading a lot of, uh, I just got Chriselle's book in the mail. It comes out in February. Get ready for that, everybody. Um, but I got to read The Pursuit of Portia and I'm excited for her Portia spinoff since she's not on Atlanta anymore. And I feel like it's interesting because when Bravo celebrities or Bachelor people or any like reality person writes a book, a lot of the stuff that gets attention is stuff they said about the show. Um, and I haven't really seen many headlines from whatever she says about Atlanta, but I have to imagine it's in the book since it's a huge part of her. So um, I'm excited to maybe read it for myself and not be spoiled. Um, yeah. I want to see what she- and all that. And Candy and the threesome and all of yeah. those allegations Phaedra. that, yeah, that Phaedra brought up. Have you been watching Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip? I sure have. It's so good. That's what it I'm is for. fantastic. You mean Ramona making everyone's lives terrible should be the name of the show. Well, Sarah, you have been talking a lot about all of the memoirs you are reading and the Hannah Brown one. I am very interested to hear for your very studied and learned ex- learned experience about the Tyler C. and Gigi uh, love triangle that she talked about, because I know she talked about that in the book. What did Hannah have to say with the supermodel stealing her man? Yes, there's so many good Hannah Brown revelations, you guys, and you can get them all broken down on usmagazine.com. We got non-bachelor and bachelor revelations. She will be on the Here for the Right Reasons podcast on Friday, but you asked me specifically about Gigi, and she uses Gigi's name, which is interesting because in Tyler's book, he just calls her another girl he was spotted with. Hannah doesn't hold back in this book. She's like, I woke up and Tyler Cameron was with Gigi freaking Hadid, a supermodel, and this was two or three days after they had spent the night together in her apartment. They did not hook up Tyler and Hannah. They got hot and heavy, quote unquote, and he stopped her. Um, I think maybe he knew Gigi was in the DMs and he was planning to see her. So at least good on Tyler Cameron on that for not being a total F boy. Um, And then she described the conversation that she had with Tyler after she woke up and saw these photos of him and Gigi. They got into a pretty heated fight. She said they almost hung up on each other. And he was just like, listen, you got to date 30 guys. And she was like, this isn't a TV show anymore, though. Like, this is our lives. And that's fine. And like, I know we weren't exclusive, but we were making plans we were making vacations. And then I wake up and I'm, I'm on Dancing with the Stars and I do all this press and everyone's going to be asking me forever, especially right now, about you and Gigi Hadid. Like, what the hell? And he admitted in his book that it was, you know, he played it wrong. He played it wrong and he should have navigated that better. But I mean, it, that was what, what that's what I'm, ugh, again, thankful for. That was a great time to be alive. Those that Gigi and Tyler situation. Sure was. Second date at the funeral. Why not? Why not? 
Why not? And then to wrap well, up the Tyler thing, the best part was that after they had the whole quarantine crew thing, um, and then they like broke up again. They didn't like get back together, but they were like back and forth, whatever. And the last thing he said to her, they she went, they saw each other in LA. Um, and she was like, You're not really making a priority to see me. This is like October 2020-ish. And he was like, If you rock with me, you rock with me. If you don't, you don't. And that was the last thing they ever said to each other. Oh, wow. Well, I like she outed that in the book. Gwen yeah. Flamberg. Yeah, oh later my God, you guys, I, I popped up after I was, I was having Wi-Fi issues, you know, <laughs> as as we do in the new millennium. Well, Gwen, what do you think on level of good guy to F boy? Where does Tyler see's action of being with her, but not sleeping with her and moving on to Gigi? Always really like Tyler C. I, I met him at a marathon party that year that he ran the marathon and our friend Andy Dorfman ran the marathon. He's always seems to me like a really nice like down to earth connected dude. And so I, I think that that proves that he he didn't want to just, you know, be an F boy. And and, you know, when he knew that this news was about to break. Right. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I, I don't really like this. I find this shocking. This if you rock with me, you rock with me. Like, hmm, not so nice there. Mm, not so nice. Well, Gwen, I need your help with the pronunciation of the diamond of the season's last name. Phoebe Denver? Dynavore. Dynavore. Oh, that Dynavore. Sounds so it even sounds like like diamond. You know, it even sounds like like very, um, you know, reach. Great. My dyslexia loves a sound trick like that. Phoebe Dynavor. Um, of course, we saw her spotted with Pete Davidson, as we know who he has taken, because it's all we can talk about, has been spotted with a new dude. And it is Jaden Smith. This last Friday, November 19th, Phoebe and Jaden were photographed leaving a Louis Vuitton party at Nobu together the number one hotspot where celebrities are photographed in their new relationships. And, you know, they were both linked to other people. Jaden was linked to Kylie Jenner way back in the day. Phoebe was with Pete for about five months. And the sources told us that Phoebe and Pete broke up because of the long distance between them. Um, and, you know, what do we think? They looked, Jaden and Phoebe, they looked sort of like coupley. What do we think about this romance? Jaden gives me Duke of Hastings vibes. I don't know about you guys. So I'm I'm into it. I think it's really cool. You know, speaking of Pete Davidson with Phoebe Dynavor, like Phoebe Dynavor, Kim Kardashian, very different ladies in looks and vibe. Pete Davidson obviously has no type except for famous type permanent type on his neck um but i'm i'm into jaden smith with phoebe i'm into it sarah do you like this for the diamond of the season yeah i mean i don't know a lot about jaden smith to be honest i actually saw him perform recently in vegas like he was there i was there it wasn't like a plan um but he was seemed nice um he had good energy he's one of those interesting people i don't really trust will and jada to be quite honest with you um they kind of rubbed me the wrong way but um i think phoebe is fabulous and if she sees something in jaden it can't be much worse than pete davidson so good luck phoebe and your taste in men Good luck, Phoebe. And Sarah, while you're on it, please tell us about the new updates in Criminal Mastermind, uh, Real Housewife Jen Shaw, and what court updates are going down. I think Jen is going to be going down as well. 
I think so too, you guys. So uh, the big difference between Jen Shaw and Erica Jane, I mean, there's differences in the allegations, of course, but a major one has been that Erica has never, has not been charged with any crimes. She's not facing jail time. She's yet at least, or we don't know if she ever will, but Jen Shaw very much so charged with fraud, money laundering, um, and obstruction of justice. And she has pleaded not guilty. She pleaded not guilty back in April when, um, shortly after she was arrested. And at the time, her assistant, Stuart Smith, also pleaded not guilty to the charges of conspiracy, conspire, conspiracy to commit wire fraud, money laundering, conspiracy, conspiracy, conspiracy. <laughs> you know, yeah, you heard the charges. Um, anyway, <laughs> now um, Stuart has had a change of heart. Um, there's been speculation about this for a while that he was going to change his plea because he had um, a lawyer file something. And I think about August saying he didn't have to go to this hearing because he was going to cooperate with the government. And that was hinting that he was going to change it. And he officially on November 19th changed his plea to guilty on all three counts. Now, this kind of hints that he is turning on Jen Shaw, the interpretation yeah. of this from legal experts um, not affiliated with the case is that he will probably testify against Jen. He's going to be working with the government. He could still get some jail time um, himself, but certainly lesser if he is working with them against Jen Shaw. So while Jen Shaw has continued to maintain her innocence, both on Bravo and on Instagram and in the court of law, um, it's going to be tough for her to keep doing that if her right-hand man turns on her. That's like a classic, you know, sign of trouble in a legal case from what I understand. <laughs> yeah, and Stuart, if we watch the show, which we did, know that he handles all of her affairs. He knows everything going on. So if he's pleading guilty, you know he's getting back some time. Like, it is going to be a bad look for Jen Shaw. Well, speaking of people with bad looks, Christina Aguilera was pretty called out. This was uh, a big feud between pop titans this week. Britney Spears took to social media to criticize Christina Aguilera after res- refusing to speak up about Britney's conservatorship, which was, of course, terminated earlier this month. Hey, Britney wrote, I love and adore everyone who supported me, but refusing to speak when you know the truth is equivalent to a lie, explanation point. 13 years in a being in a corrupt, abusive system. Yes, why is it such a hard topic for people to talk about. I'm the one who went through it. And she shared a clip of Christina Aguilera avoiding a question about the conservatorship ending. And Brittany added, all the supporters who spoke up and supported me, thank you. Yes, I do matter. In the video, a reporter asked Christina whether she's been in contact with Britney Spears. And Christina comments, I can't, but I'm happy for her. And then she leaves the interview. Um, It's a little strange. She seemed like sort of like offended by the question, like she wasn't going to touch it for whatever reason. But Christina Aguilera took to Twitter earlier this year to stand up for Britney, saying it is unacceptable that any woman human wanting to be in control of their own destiny might not be allowed to live life as they wish. But then Britney doubled down. Following up on the video, she thanked those who have spoken up and supported her and shared a clip of Lady Gaga this week at a House of Gucci premiere, saying, thank you, Lady Gaga, for genuinely taking your time to say something kind. The way she was, uh, Gaga said, the way she was treated in this business was really wrong, and the way that women are treated in the music industry is something I wish I could change. And then Gaga finished by saying she's a woman in this business that showed a lot of power in her sexuality, even her youth, and in a way... 
that for me as a young woman was so inspiring and empowering. Now, what do you guys think of Britney calling out Christina, praising Lady Gaga? She's no holds barred. Britney is coming for everyone's necks. I completely agree with that. I think that Britney is no holds barred. I think that she's going to air everything that she felt she was silenced and couldn't for all these years. Um, I just, you know, one one word of advice, and you know that I'm like the vice president of the Free Britney movement. Let bygones be bygones, Brit Brit. You are now free. Enjoy your life. Get that IUD out. Make a baby. Enjoy your life. Get married. The Versace gown is being designed as we speak. Sarah Hero, what do you think about this battle of the pop divas? I mean, I think that's a good point for sure, Gwen. Um, it feels kind of like we're going backwards here. But I will say the video with Christina was quite weird. I couldn't tell if she was the publicist was pulling her away or if she was looking to the publicist to pull her away. And it doesn't quite make sense to me since she did defend Britney before. And this is all after everything's, you know, in, in a good place um, yeah. with Britney and everything going on. So it would have been much easier for her to just be like, oh, I'm really happy for her. Gotta go. Like, I don't really understand this. Maybe there's something we don't know. Like, could she legally? I don't I don't think so. But like, it's very confusing. Um, and I love the bond between Lady Gaga and Britney Spears. I think that's great. I hope they collab together. Um, and I think the quotes that Gaga gave were great. But I also think, you know, Christina did speak out. So I don't really know what this disconnect is and why she did. But that video certainly made me uncomfortable. And I think it, they could have just said happy for her gotta go like it was very weird mm-hmm. well and we are no strangers to celebrities pulling away from hard questions that are scandalous mm-hmm. and taboo topics on the red carpet mm-hmm. but this shouldn't have been taboo at all mm-hmm. she was britney is free everyone's happy about it she could be like wow this is great super happy for her yeah. done deal but her and her publicist had clearly talked about like no britney questions and we're sort of terrified of this britney question which was a little weird Sarah, did uh, Olivia Jade win Dancing with the Stars? She didn't because Olivia Jade was eliminated a few weeks ago, but she does have a new very revealing podcast out with her sister, Bella, by the way, if you want to go listen to that, where they talk pretty candidly for Mm -hmm. the first time, the two of them, about what it was like. And Olivia even asked, she's like, She's like, not that I was in the headlines for anything good, but like, Bella, were you kind of jealous? <laughs> like, I was like the star. And Bella was like, a little. I felt a little like whatever. She's like, I don't wish, like, she's like, nothing people were writing about us was very nice, but like, it was kind of bizarre that only really people cared about like your relationship with our mom, whatever. So that was interesting. So go listen to that. But also, um, no, Amon Shumpert, our NBA star, one Dancing with the Stars. It was such a good finale. I love him. And he's who I wanted to win because it was Amon Shumpert, Amanda Klutz. You know, I have feelings about Jojo Siwa, who is great, but like a dancer. So it's unfair. And Cody Rigsby, who's very nice and charming, but just was clearly the worst dancer of the four. So for me, because Iman had to overcome how freaking tall he was with Daniela, his partner, (laughs) they were like super different. An NBA player has never won. I voted for him. I made several ABC accounts to vote for him. I really went all like American Idol 2005 on this um, because I did not want Amanda Kalutz to win. And I did not want Jojo to win just because she's a dancer. And I don't think it's fair. And I don't like when the dancers win. She's amazing. But it's like the show is supposed to be about growth. And Iman, in my opinion, was the best dancer at the end based on where he started. Um, and he was just super cool. And I, I loved kind of getting like the NBA, like LeBron tweeting about Dancing with the Stars, like kind of fun, you know, kind of fun and fresh. 
And he is, of course, Mr. Tiana Taylor. So I was voting for him because his wife is just one of the hottest people on the planet and so good live. I hope that that helped him a lot, having an amazing dancer as a wife. And he does seem really cool on their reality show that I watched. He seems awesome. Congratulations to him. And glad Olivia Jade, you know, really, really feeling happy that she put herself out there. It's all done and over. And now she can do a great Christmas unboxing for you, Sarah Huron, because I know you love that video. Christmas, luxury Christmas, Olivia. <laughs> Give us the people what they want. Show me what bracelets you got. <laughs> we want to see all the free crap being sent to Olivia. Please make it happen. Well, guys, do you know where that leaves us? Where? Only thing left to do with Gwen Flamberg. <laughs> Only thing left to do. It's Celebrity Birthday Boxing Mania Thanksgiving Edition. Now, there is nothing really uh, Thanksgiving about this host of uh, celebrities other than they are born around the holiday. So let us get into it. Sarah Huron, first bout is mm-hmm. to you. Garcelle Bouveau is 55 versus Anna Ferris, who is 45 this week. Wow. I love me some Garcelle. She's a queen on Beverly Hills, on a Ferris podcast pioneer, um, talented nice. actress. Every time I see Mahi Mahi on a menu, I think I'll have one Mahi and I'm not that hungry. Um, but I feel like my girl Garcelle, she could take her. Anna's tiny. Uh, Garcelle's a badass. She is. I'll just have the one Mahi because I'm not that hungry. <laughs> All right. Gwen Flamberg, second one is to you. We have Kelly Kuoko, who is 36 this week, and her birthday twin in every sense, Chrissy Teigen, who is also 36 this week. Oh, this would be like a fight to the death. I think that they would like just really, they would both be really going for it and they'd knock each other out. There's no winner here. Boom, boom, a double KO before the 36-year-old actresses and social media personalities. All right, Sarah, last one is up to you to fight Garcelle in the finale. We have Bette Midler, who is 76 <laughs> this week, versus Zoe Kravitz, who's 33 this week. Ooh, well, obviously, Bette Midler is going to put a spell on you, Zoe Kravitz. Focus, <laughs> innocent sisters forever. Sorry, Zoe, not it for me. Bette Midler. So sorry, 33-year-old Zoe Kravitz. All right, Gwen Flamberg, it is all up to you. We have Garcelle Bouveau, 55 this week versus Bette Midler, 76 this week. I love Garcelle. She puts it all out there, but there is no way that anybody could beat Bette Midler. Of course, Bette Midler takes it all. Raise that hand. First Wives Club forever. Yes. They used to call her Bathhouse Bet, and now she is winning the Celebrity Birthday Boxing Mania Championship. So happy for you, Bet Midler, and can't wait for Hocus Pocus 2 next year. Well, thank you so much to my host, Sarah and Gwen, for helping me spill all of this piping hot celebrity this week. Again, this is Travis Pratt on Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast with your weekly peek into the glamour glitter fashion of your favorite celebrities, because after all, they're, they're just, just like us. Ooh, Thank you guys. We, we hope you have a happy Thanksgiving, whatever you're celebrating this week. Enjoy, and we will be back next week. Bye.